Welcome to the Derek Prince Ministries podcast, helping you to grow stronger in God. For more than six decades, best-selling author and Bible teacher Derek Prince has been a source of inspiration for millions of believers around the world. You too can benefit from his compelling biblical insights. And now, Derek Prince. I do trust that it's been a good week for you and that you've been helped by the New Year resolutions from the Epistle to the Hebrews that I've been sharing with you. In my closing talk today, I'm going to review all the 12 resolutions that we've looked at together, and I'm going to sum up the main lessons that we've learned from them. Now, let's go back together over the 12 Let Us resolutions from Hebrews that we've been studying together these past three weeks. Let me remind you in this connection of a basic educational principle. Review is an essential part of all successful teaching. I believe that this review that I'm going to go through with you today will help to imprint these resolutions on your mind and make them a real part of your life from now on so that this year that we've just entered will be a really successful and blessed year for you. All right. Here are the 12 Let Us Resolutions from Hebrews. Number one, let us fear. Therefore, let us fear, lest a promise remains of entering his rest, any of you should seem to have come short of it. That's the attitude. It's an attitude of reverent respect for God and his requirements. It's not slavish fear. God has not given us that spirit of slavish fear, but it's an attitude of reverence and respect for God, and it's the opposite of self-confidence and presumptuousness. Let's lay aside all self-confidence and presumptuousness. The second, let us, let us be diligent. Hebrews 4.11 Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall through following the same example of disobedience. Let us fear leads to let us be diligent. We're not presumptuous, we're not self-confident, we're not negligent. We take things seriously, as it were, we roll up our spiritual sleeves and we go to work. I quoted uh, two verses in this connection from Proverbs 10. One was, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. The other was, the hand of the diligent maketh rich. We've got to put those two together to get the blessing of the Lord. It's his blessing on one hand, but on the other hand, it's our diligence that receives his blessing. The third, let us, let us hold fast the confession of our faith. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. I pointed out that it's our confession that relates us to Jesus as our high priest. We have to say the right thing with our mouths. We have to make the words of our mouth agree with God's written word. And every time we make the right confession, we say it out boldly in faith, Jesus is obligated by his eternal faithfulness to make sure that our confession is fulfilled. He's the high priest of our confession. We make it, and then we have to hold it fast. Number four, let us draw near to the throne of grace. Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We're to come to the throne 
where Jesus sits as king, king of the universe, with all authority and power, he wants to help us. But we've got to be humble and acknowledge our need of help. We're told to come for mercy and for grace, not for justice, not for a due reward for our merits, but because we need him, because he's faithful, because he invites us, therefore we can come with confidence, even in the time of need, even when the situation's desperate, even when we think there is no source of help, there is help if we come to that throne of grace. The fifth, let us, let us press on to maturity. Hebrews 6, 1. Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, let us press on to maturity. I pointed out that there is no room for remaining static in the Christian life. The Christian life is not a seat, it's a path. The path of the just is as the light of dawn, which shines more and more to the full day. So if we're in that way of righteousness and of faith, we've got to be moving on. And our goal is maturity. It's to be fully grown up. It's to become complete men and women in Christ. And in that context, I pointed out the only alternative is very sad. It's arrested development. It's remaining forever spiritual infants, always tossed to and fro, never stable never mature. So let's press on together. Number six, let us draw near to the most holy place. Hebrews 10, 19 and 22. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near with a sincere heart. We have to put those two verses together. When it says, let us draw near in this context, it's let us draw near to the most holy place. Earlier, we were exhorted to draw near to the throne of grace. That was to come for help. But now we're invited to go right into the holy place, the place of God's own immediate presence, the place where God sits on the throne. And we're invited to share the throne with him. Jesus is the forerunner. He's gone before us. He is the new and living way. He died, he was buried, he rose again, and he was raised up into the glory of the Father. And as we're identified with him in each one of those successive experiences, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension into glory, we find that we've come into the most holy place. We are entitled to draw near to that holy place, to enter in. The Scripture exhorts us to do it. The seventh resolution is let us hold fast our confession without wavering. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. This course goes very closely together with the previous one, let us hold fast the confession of our faith, but two very important words are added. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. Why do you think that without wavering is put in? You remember I asked you then? The answer is because there'll be a lot of things that'll come along that would make us inclined to waver. There'll be a lot of pressures. There'll be times of darkness. There'll be times when everything seems to have gone wrong and it seems that things are not working out. What are you going to do then? Are you going to quit? 
or you're going to hold fast without wavering. Make up your mind as you listen to me now that next time that happens, you will not be a quitter. But you will hold fast without wavering, for he is faithful who promised. You may not see him, you may not feel him, he may seem to be far from the scene, but he's still there and he's still faithful. The eighth resolution, let us consider one another. Hebrews 10.24, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Let us consider one another, that's the release from self-centeredness. I said that a self-centered person is never a happy person. They're never fully content. There's always something missing in their life. Even though they may have everything that the world seems to offer, we can never find true peace and true inner rest as long as we're centered in ourselves. And so one very practical remedy is to consider one another, to invest our lives in others, to provoke others to love and good deeds. I think one of the key scriptures today is in Galatians 6, by love serve one another. Put others first. Be more interested in them. You'll get a wonderful response from them and you'll get release from your own self-centeredness at the same time. The ninth resolution, let us run with endurance the race. Hebrews 12.1 Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The Christian life is like a race. It's a course marked out ahead of us. There's a goal and there's a prize. But if we're going to achieve the goal, if we're going to win the prize, we've got to run the race with the right attitude. We've got to run it with endurance. We've got to hold out. And to do that, we have to go into training. The tenth resolution, let us show gratitude. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude that we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. I explained the relationship between gratitude and grace. Having grace will always be expressed in being thankful. God expects us to appreciate what he does and to express our appreciation verbally. Resolution number 11, let us go out to him outside the camp. Therefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people through his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Hence let us go out to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. That means identifying ourselves not just with Jesus, but with his cross. Being willing to recognize that this world is not our home, that there's always a price to pay to be a Christian. We cannot lead the Christian life and reject the principle of the cross. The cross means death to self and death to the world. Finally, the twelfth resolution, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise. Hebrews 13, 15. Through him let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. Praise is the natural outcome of the previous 11 resolutions. It also sets the seal upon them and makes them sure. Thank you for listening. For more inspiring teaching, visit our website at dpmuk.org forward slash podcast. And like our page at facebook.com forward slash dpmuk to join our online community. Derek Prince. Teaching you can trust.